Audible presents a must-hear article from the pages of Harvard Business Review. When you're finished listening, be sure to go to audible.com and enter Harvard Business Review in the search box. You'll find our extensive HBR archive and learn how to subscribe to our monthly audio edition. Now, Reddy Kotha, an assistant professor at Singapore Management University, Philip H. Kim, an associate professor at Babson College, and Oliver Alexi, a professor at Technische Universität in München, Germany, write about how to turn your science into a business. The average adult human body holds about 40 liters of water to support its metabolic processes. Burn victims can lose nearly 37 liters of water a day because of the damage to their skin. Traditional treatment of burn patients involves painful surgery and often a grueling series of follow-up operations. After witnessing a procedure on a severely burned farmer, Lynn Allen Hoffman vowed to find a way to help these patients. She embarked on a decade of research and conducted more than 1,000 experiments, and in 1999, she patented a skin substitute derived from normal tissue cell lines. Alan Hoffman is now the CEO and chief scientific officer of Stratatech, a company that develops skin substitutes for therapeutic and research purposes. The firm holds over 20 U.S. and worldwide patents, and in July 2013, it received a $47 million contract from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services to complete the FDA approval process for its flagship Stratagraft skin tissue product. The outlook for future burn victims treated with Stratagraft is promising. In one clinical trial, 19 of 20 patients avoided the need for painful follow-up surgery after being treated with the new technology. It's a great story. A scientist makes a discovery and then forms a company to create a life-saving product from it. But not all scientific endeavors progress so smoothly from discovery or invention to commercial enterprise. Compare Alan Hoffman's experience with that of Robert Kearns, the inventor of the intermittent windshield wiper used on most cars today. Kearns struggled for almost 30 years to receive recognition and financial rewards for a technology that he designed, created, and patented in the 1960s. At the outset, Kearns understood the commercial implications of his invention, and he attempted to sell the technology to Chrysler and Ford. He was turned down. Then, in 1969, Ford introduced a car with intermittent wipers, and other automakers soon followed in the 1970s. Surprised to see the wipers on even foreign cars, Kearns disassembled a wiper system that his son had bought from a local Mercedes dealer and discovered that it contained the very same technology that he had developed and patented. So he sued. Despite his patent, Kearns had to fight hard to recoup any financial reward from his invention. Chrysler and Ford argued that he had not invented any new components and that any expert could easily repeat the enhancements he had made. The invention was thus obvious in their view, meaning that his patent was not valid. The courts ultimately sided with Kearns, who eventually received $30 million from Chrysler and $10 million from Ford, but the process took a huge amount of time and effort, and the rewards were far lower than they should have been for a technology that is used in millions of motor vehicles. In this article, we'll explore seven common intellectual property traps and offer strategies for avoiding them. An inherent tension. The starting odds aren't favorable. Kearns's experience is much more common. According to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office and the World Intellectual Property Organization, in 2013 about 280,000 patents were issued in the United States alone, and nearly a million were issued globally. 
but only about 10% of them will yield commercial benefits. And even if they do, it won't be much. The average patent earns less money than it costs to obtain. To a large extent, this dismal state of affairs can be explained by an inherent tension between commercial performance and scientific endeavor. Commercial success with a new technology usually depends on the exclusive ownership of a critical asset or capability. Scientific breakthroughs, on the other hand, depend upon the open exchange of ideas and the ability to draw knowledge from many sources. Unless this tension can be resolved, a breakthrough discovery will not get successfully commercialized and may not realize its full potential. To understand how to manage the tension, we carried out a comprehensive analysis of more than 1,000 inventions from the Wisconsin Alumni Research Foundation, the University of Wisconsin's Technology Transfer Office, TTO. Working with the TTO's senior leadership, Carl Gulbranson and Michael Falk, we interviewed the organization's IP managers, licensing managers, legal counsel, contract managers, and other staff. We attended meetings to get first-hand knowledge of how inventions were evaluated for commercial potential. From this research, we were able to identify seven common IP traps that unwary inventors, individuals and firms alike, fall into. These traps are particularly troubling from a societal perspective. They routinely impede the diffusion of promising inventions that could improve the well-being of people around the world. In the following pages, we'll describe these traps and present proven strategies for avoiding them. The strategies are, of course, most relevant to scientists, but innovators of all kinds will benefit from a clearer understanding of how to manage intellectual property and improve their prospects for realizing gains from their discoveries. Public Disclosure Most inventors can't wait to announce their discoveries to the world. Others are virtually competitive.